What's going on there, watch fans? It's Amit Devhan, and I'm here with Karan Madan. Uh, Karan, how are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you, Amit, for having me. Thank you. I appreciate it. And for those of you who don't know, Karan has an amazing watch collectors group called Watch Enthusiasts of India. Fate brought us together through watches. We were at a Grand Seiko event, right? Is that how you first... That was the first time we met. Yes, at a Grand Seiko event recently. And then at the GPAG exhibition where we actually got talking and connected. That was incredible. Yeah. Before we begin, do you want to kind of tell the public like how you got into watches, how you started, what was the reason, uh, and like where it has brought you now? So uh, it was just 2013 when I was not looking for a watch, honestly. Uh, a lot of people claim in this hobby that, you know, this interest in this hobby was passed down to them through the parents or through an uncle or, or through friends. But I kind of uh, stumbled upon it pretty, pretty uh, serendipitously. And uh, in 2013, HMT in India was about to shut down and some enterprising guys on on one of the technology forums that I was a part of, said that, you know, why don't we do commission them for, commission HMT for a limited edition watch that they'd make especially for us. So that's when the white dial blue hands pilot was born. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I was I was, I was was not interested in the watch, but a few guys on the tech forum who were into watches to a, to a sub, somewhat casual extent wanted for those watches for themselves, and they told me, you know what, it's a pretty darn cheap watch, why did they get in order? Like, yeah, sure, you know, the, I think prior to that, I owned one Chemist Gold Quartz watch and one Cisnegin watch, which I'd bought off my own for my own money, and I was not really into watch it then. So, this watch, this HMT watch, cost me a brand total of about $20. Yeah, and it brought to my house in, in 2013. It was a manual winding citizen me alone. Very basic watch. So what but still I cool as out. Very really cool. I mean, for what, for the money? Oh yeah, absolutely. For twenty dollars, you get a great watch. Yeah, it's accurate time, and what would not require but maintenance or servicing in the long run. Those were for twenty dollars. I was having the ball of the time with it. I was in fact reading what a lot of other more knowledgeable members were writing about it, and suddenly a guy in Delhi sh- stops showing off this umlo that he got for seventy and that, and that's about twenty-two thousand dollars of that money that time, twenty thirty, and. We're thinking as to what the hell is going on with why does one watch in my head cost 20 bucks and there's another watch somebody else is showcasing and it's costing watch what 22 out of the dollar made that dip in, in the end that and the fact that my wife she came back home one day and she told me that I have bought a box I bought this new Omega Sigma so what and so we were all wearing new terms in it and I started you know a simple Google search we've been landed watches seek forums and from there, I started reading about flushes. So those two episodes are combined with my, the motivation inside me to search okay. more about, about those watches. Right, Lord. Explore, explore more about the watches as to what made them so expensive in the first, in the first go up first, and then what made them special. That's what I kind of learned that, you know, expense is not the first thing about watches. It's about what they bring to a collector, to a buyer, and to the end of qualities of these watches that, that, is, that, is, that are available in the world right now. So I saw this reading back in 2013, beginning of 2014. And uh, yeah, for five, six months, I kept reading whatever I could get my hands on on all the online forums. And a lot of what the members and collectors were talking about watches that kind of uh, drew my attention. But eventually, every hobby, once you, once you become a hobbyist, you have to spend money on it. 
and to spend money is the beginning of his journey in that order. So after much research, after much thinking, I bought a safe of Monster. Very cool. Yeah, very cool, right? I mean, the Monster, I think, I think uh, if it um, was the one I'm looking for, I think it embodies the basis of Sable. Yeah, to try new things. Yeah. To bring affordable, fire, and it's not high-end, but he's good, reliable watchmaking to the mass. Practical, reliable. Absolutely. And they've got designs to go with it. One the Monster sure. is one of the most out outlandish designs, yet it is a crowd failure. It is not relegated to the has-been section. It run it all. Didn't in demand. It still has street cred with yes. the highest-end guys. Absolutely. With the mid-level, with the low-level, it plays in all fields. I have seen a single monster in every connection like you just said. A person with APs in his connection also have a single monster. So the single monster, even there were multiple variations going on that thing. But the one that drew my eye was the blue IT bezel, I've of quote bezel. Uh, with the blue dial, sunburst dial. Okay, it is a limited edition done for the 100th anniversary of Seiko. Wow. So that would drew my eye. And that was, there was one time from the available on Mochizik forum right at that time. I messaged the guy, you know what happened to the guy? I'm getting into washes and this is the wash I run. And you please trust me with it. I want to pay you more problem, but you gotta trust me with it. You gotta, you know, you can't, please don't go, you know, please don't, please sell this wash to me. So he was gracious enough to say, yes, fine. And uh, we, I paid him, we sent the watch to one of my friends. That friend was started a couple of months later, he brought with him. And once I had the watch in hand, that made me realize that I want more. I want to learn more. I want to read more. I want to know more. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, like, so did that propel you to, you know, go head first down the rabbit hole? Like, was it yeah, one yeah. of those sort of things? Absolutely. So that made me deep, uh, dive head, head first to the rabbit hole. I started reading about all kinds of watches, all kinds of brands, um, stemming from, from India. My initial um, choices were uh, strictly in the affordable category. I would, this, the, the best Swiss watch at that point that I bought was a Tissot. Okay. Otherwise, I was more into the Seiko design, yeah, the Citizen Casio. And why the Japanese? A lot of the Japanese things because those have, again, like I said, they have street cred, they have good price range available, availability, good variety of and, and they're reliable as long well. they're like the Toyotas absolutely and a lot of rock watch right like exactly. so that's when I started thought and eventually in uh, over the over many years I got to a point where I had 420 watches Jesus and I realized you know what that's too much that's a way too much I said out of those 120 94 were Seiko watches I, I yeah, yeah I, I went crazy about Seiko. Banana. Absolutely. All the Seiko 5 series models. Loves the Seiko 5. Seiko 5 superiors, the divers, the field washers. Everything that I could get my hands on, I used to keep buying it. But that's so interesting because it's one brand, right? It's not, I mean, Seiko is an amazing brand. I started my career with Seiko in the 80s. And, you know, the Japanese almost ruined the Swiss watch of the show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But... Through Seiko, somehow, they sort of, obviously, we'll get to Grand Seiko later, but they were able to, you probably were able to vary yourself in terms of what complications are through this one brand. Oh, one's a diver, one's a photograph, what's this, one's that, one's happy to, at a very lower, um, at a lower price point without, you know, breaking the bank. What? Yes, I mean, to address the first part, yes, Seiko affords so much variety to any connector. 
that you'll never be short of watches to want from certain Right. And the best part about Seneco is that they are not going to stop. They're going to keep making new watches. They're going to keep bringing new dial colors, variations, shape, sizes, movements, colors, whatnot, to the to offer to buyers. And that's why Seiko and Audrey has a deep rooted respect in my heart. Because what they bring across all price points, nobody else will do. Nobody else. Nobody else to do. You can find you can actually find an eighty dollar Seiko and you can find an eighty thousand dollar Seiko. Well, absolutely. And that speaks volumes about what we have in mind. They are out there not just to bring you over, but to but to actually capture your heart as well. From there, I started buying other Japanese brands too, Casio Citizen. It made a lot of sense to me. And uh, the new phenomenon back in 2013, 2014 was the rise of micro brands straight out of Hong Kong, straight out of uh, China. You know, copying designs maybe, but sometimes putting their own twist to it and releasing quite you know, decently affordable watches with good bills, of course, good prices, good quality. We do on the dials and the bezels. Nice cases. Nice cases, nice colors, nice shapes that no racing brand would dare try at that point. And a lot of the micro brands had to be imported. So I've gone through that whole series of, uh, you know, the time of getting watches in the mail. But now it's so dangerous, I'm pretty scared of it now because not only have there been a lot of incidents of theft, but also, Indian customers have become pretty crazy about cracking down, cracking down on these on these imports. So, yeah, I mean, but thankfully, I've gone through that phase. I've gone through over 300 watches in all these years, and I, if I'm left with about 35, 40 watches, you can imagine how many I've sold. That's incredible. Yeah. Huh. So a lot of the would you say you have a bit of a problem? <laughs> I did. Yes, honestly, I did. But then, you know, when I realized that at one point I had 120 watches in my collection, and 94 of those were Seiko. I thought, you know what, this is too much. It's, it's getting out of hand. And uh, I also realized, kind of, you know, right then the, the phenomenon of social media and Instagram, I decided that, you know what, I think enough is enough. Too much Seiko in the box, that's fine. But it's time to consolidate. It's time to focus, shift gears and start focusing on our Swiss watches or on some of the mainstream watches that get a lot of attention as well. I didn't do it solely for the attention. I'm doing it wrong there. But I also wanted to experience what higher higher brands and mid-tier luxury brands had to offer. So from there, so this is realization dawned upon me in 2019 that I have too many Seikos and too many micro brands. Okay, so it's right before the pandemic. Right before the pandemic. So then I started selling off a lot of watches, of those watches. Imagine, uh, I sold about 40-odd watches from there, from 120. Those watches, those 40-odd watches, funded my Omega Seamaster, funded my Rolex Explorer 2 Follow, wow. funded one of my Monaco's, funded one of my, uh, what else was it? I think it was, uh, I think it was a Taikoi Aqua Racer, so all nominal. Exactly. But, but you also, not only did you consolidate, but you actually then started adding value exactly. to your collection. Exactly. The happiness that I derived from wearing four watches instead of rotating through 40, was far greater. Far greater. And that, I realized that, you know, sure, I mean, you can do the quantity thing that's absolutely okay. I know a lot of people who have over 3,000 watches with them. It's, it's mostly the winters, mostly HMTs because they're cheap to own. But what made me realize, of, you know, what, what the biggest realization that dawned upon me was how much money was popped in those 40 watches and that, the consolidation of which brought me these four, 
hiring better watches, better watches in terms of brand value. Right. Not brand recognition. Brand recognition, yes. So, and, and the explorer that I got then eventually funded my submarine. You know, so if it, the hobby for me, it should be for, it should be a self propagating phenomenon. It should not force me to dip into my income all the time. Within my existing watches, I can fund something else and step up in terms of brand definition, brand value, monetary value, value retention, and a, a maybe a future resale, uh, um, you know, a profit. That is everything that I can hope for. But these are some of the considerations I look at when I upgrade, when I buy and sell. Mostly it's what I like. Of course, you have to buy what you like. What you like. I mean, that, this is what I tell everybody. Buy what you like. Chase the wash, not the deal. Yeah. You can get a shit old battery, not a nice watch. For example, of course, a beat down Daguerre. Absolutely. I don't for a very good price. But is it the one that you want? Are you actually looking for that when specific battery? IWC, Dive whatever it is. Well, I, fi I find uh, it's interesting. It's a very, this is a very interesting point because I think most people start out with, I just want to buy a nice watch or I just want to buy something I like. Yes. Right. And then that to me, after selling watches for so many years, turns into, I want to buy something that holds its value. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. They come to that, but they have to come to that. Yes. You cannot be, it cannot be forced upon. Absolutely right. And anybody I think who starts with the, that note from that, I want to buy something that holds value or will make you money later on. You know, I don't think they're a collector. They're a no, short-lived profit. Yeah, they're just there for the profit. They're just there for the money, I think. And the brand value, of course. And uh, I don't think that's sustainable. No. To be a collector, to be an enthusiast, at, at your core, is a very different thing from just going on and buying something. Yeah. Or the ability to buy something. Everybody has the ability to buy something. Of course. So to differentiate yourself from a regular buyer, I think we were discussing this before, that in the end, you have to have the motivation to look up, look it up, to learn more about it. And from then, when you take the take further steps into learning, gaining knowledge, and then initiating the buying process, that is a more fulfilling process. It gives you more happiness. It does. Yeah. It and, and that's what, you know, Keeps you engaged. Keeps you engaged in this hobby. You bought one watch after due research. What's to say you won't buy another? And even for the next second watch or the third or the tenth or the fiftieth, if you are able to do that level of research on it, ask people about it, talk to them about it, learn, read about what people are about what people are talking about. I couldn't agree with well, that brings me to my next thing, which is so Aside from you being the king of Seiko, <laughs> right? Yeah. And now we're talking about you getting into nicer watches. It also, this whole thing took you into a direction of having a group of 5,000 people around the world yep. who come to your events, who fly from all over the world. I happen to be a part of one event. And I got to tell you, Karen, I was blown away. Thank you. Thank you very much. You did a phenomenal job. Thank you. So it was at the Shangri-La Hotel in Delhi. Yep. And Karin had about 150 people strong. Yep. Uh, wives and kids were, were there as well. Fewer. Yes, sure. Fewer, but there, yep. present. More than I've seen anywhere else. Yeah, that, that for sure. <laughs> and the, the passion, the love, the enthusiasm, the camaraderie, yeah. the respect yeah. that that event brought 
I've been doing this a long time. So it, so for me, it it's going to take a lot for me to be like, oh, wow, that was something that I haven't seen before. Sure. And your, your event did that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. See, this is high praise coming from No, no. And uh, honestly, I, I count myself very, to be truly blessed. We're very lucky to have found this hobby. And from the hobby, I, I was telling you about how I started off. So for about almost one and a half, two years, I was just, I was simply collecting by myself. And I was only interacting with, on international forums where a lot of people from the United States, from Singapore, Hong Kong, the UK, they were act, more active participants than any Indian event. And uh, what I used to envy most was the fact that people in the United States, in UK, in Singapore would get together as friends, as as fellow hobbyists, and uh, you know connect physically over over watches. They would they would be at a, at a AD, uh, they would be at dealers or retailers or or in a coffee shop or in a bar, and they would have fun and meet friends. And I looked at India and looked internally. And I found a severe lack of representation. And I thought, aren't there collectors in India who do this sort of thing? I would love to connect with them to to know what, sure, I got a good feeling of what American collectors buy. I got a good feeling of what Western collectors and Singapore collectors buy and like. But I never got the idea of what an Indian collector likes. And consequently, on what you see, I sent out, I simply made a search of uh, members with the location set as India. I found over 1,000 people. Wow. From that, I looked at the active activity dates, whoever, whoever was more active. I must have sent out about 500 messages as, uh, you know, detailing that, you know, why don't we start an Indian group? And they got talking about watches and they were very excited. Yeah, yeah that's a great idea. Why don't we talk about wow. Indian collectors and get together and this and that. So all, all eight of us, uh, I think one was, one was in Delhi with me. Otherwise, M2B2 will spread out all across the country. Okay. Somebody in Chennai, Pune, Bombay, Bangalore. One was from Jaipur, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I remember correctly. From eight people, our group, from th- we, we founded the group in 2015. So t- from 2015 to t- 2017, about halfway through 2017, about two years in, our group, by simply by word of mouth, grew to about 89 people. Wow. And, and you can imagine the chat on a WhatsApp group with tiny people who are equally passionate as you about watches is all over the place. Oh yeah. Somebody's posting wrist shot in the morning, somebody's replying to it in the evening. And then collectors of watches are not just collectors of watches, they're also connoisseurs or so many other things. Whiskeys. Whiskeys, dead ends, sneakers. And food, food. I mean, mean, you put me on the WhatsApp chat for your event. And you could see. And I had to turn it off because I was like, dude. (laughs) You're not stopping about food, right? So, yeah, I mean, lots of people are do lots of things. Yeah. And consequently, the chat on WhatsApp can, uh, you know, derail tangentially very quickly. Yes. So that's when, in 2017, we made the decision to uh, shift over to uh, Facebook. Because Facebook has, number one, I mean, sure, for all its evils, Facebook has one very good feature. Their community section, their group section, is very robust. They have extreme privacy settings that nobody outside the group can even search for your group. And only upon invitation can you, and can you actually join them. And then within the group, there are very good moderation tools so that we can keep the talk and the content completely streamlined. Relevant. Watches. And relevant. Yeah. About watches. Anybody who wants to talk about other things can do it on the side and outside the group. We don't want to curtail their choices also, so we 
usually keep doing, we, we, we do teams. So we can do, you know, teams like uh, watches and front and pens, watches and sneakers, watches and food, watches and whiskeys. And people who like those things can also step forward. Of course. Share that's so exciting. So, so, you said, yeah. so that has to propagate so much like thrill, excitement, oh, yeah. enjoyment. And people look forward to our teams. They, right. they, they have to keep asking us, when's the next team going to happen? And also, we try to do a theme every once a month or once in two months, so that so that you know people keep fresh. People who are otherwise silent and uh, you know they think that you know regular participation is not that important. Even they have the opportunity to go forward and share their passion with us, not just about watches, but also what else they like. And uh, yeah, I mean, Facebook thankfully has given us enough moderation capabilities to keep everything in check. Our basic rules are inclusive yet strict. Which thankfully now our members know is a good thing. Yeah. And anybody, maybe a new member, makes a makes a makes a mistake. It's not the administrative team who has to step forward anymore. It's the members who come forward and say, you know what, that's not allowed. Why don't you take a look at the rules, sir? So it's so they're like correcting themselves and saying exactly. Oh. exactly the community is, uh, you know, channelizing itself in a very productive manner. That's awesome. So when what more could you ask for? Absolutely. So and when we started, when we shifted onto Facebook. We had barely uh, hundred odd members in 2015, 2017. In 2022, we are going, we have we are just about to bring the 5,000 members. Congratulations! Thank you, thank you very much. A lot of hard work must have gone into that for you. Yes, it did. I mean, it did take a lot of cold messaging in the beginning. You know, it was cold emails, I cold pictures to people. Anybody who I spotted on Facebook sporting a watch or talking about a watch, I would you know randomly message them. You know, we have a group. Why don't you come and participate? Thankfully, people have been kind enough to then bring in their friends and family through word of mouth. People who are interested. Facebook is really good this way that the algorithm will keep promoting your group and your content to people outside. Organic growth has been the mainstay for our growth in, in the past two years. Okay. Especially after the during the lockdown and the pandemic. Yeah. A lot of people had more time on their hands. And they could bounce so this is where you probably built this in this and was you built an infrastructure and an audience yes and eventually this has drawn to a member base spread not just across india but across the world our members you know are are so great so nice that they travel all the way like you said they travel all the way from so many countries like the united states from saudi from dubai from vietnam singapore hong kong it's incredible they come in to india for our events and people from different cities, see India is a big place, it's not a small country, to get to host an event in one city and then expect members from different cities to make the make the effort to travel and spend with my friend. They all made that effort to come and, and I saw it firsthand. Yeah. I was in the smoking section. I don't even smoke anymore. <laughs> and I was there. Yeah. And they are passionate. Yeah. They're loyal. Yes. They're like excited. And what I love about your group that we that we Karen and I just finished having lunch and we discussed a lot of this during lunch that, you know, as opposed to just being a men only group, yeah. um, you're very welcoming to have the wives of your yes. members come and participate and join and interact and engage. I think that's, you're doing a service. You probably are helping people's marriages. <laughs> I, I, I sure vote that that's exactly what happens because... It is a male-dominated hobby. There's no question about us. And it has been one of our biggest struggles to find women who are connectors. Not just collectors. I think 
that is a wrong term for a woman to be enthusiast, maybe enthusiast, maybe someone who appreciates yeah. good response. Yes, I think that is the extent to what we have found okay. that women can. That that is the extent that women can come onto the group and appreciate what is your system, right? They will not go into the nitty gritty like him. They will not delve into the movement basics. They will not talk about uh, vibrations per second. They will not talk about materials used, our reserves, and. It's fine. That's okay. That's okay. You know, or not all men are into handbags. If they know the basic layout of a handbag, yeah. they can still have a meaningful conversation with their okay. wife. Like, yeah. only this is what I want to create and I want to inculcate into the mindset of Indian collectors. For men, especially, I've seen, I see, we've done so many events all over the country. A lot of the guys, when I told them, you know what, let's do an event in Goa, for example. Why don't you bring your wives to make a family vacation out of it? They're like, no, no, you know what, let's just keep it to ourselves. Because this is our friend's time, you know, time with friends, time with the guys. We don't want our wives there. On the other hand, I want to take my wife to all these events because I want her to be interested in what I do. Of course. Once she takes interest, even she does not have to go talk about what is it about. She doesn't have to like it. Absolutely. She just has to, even if she just organizes the support. Absolutely. Thankfully, most of the wives of our connected friends do that. They support them. But to the extent they say, you know what, that makes you happy. I want nothing to do with it, go but if it, it yeah. if it makes you happy, go do it, right? How about we look at, like you said, look at from the other side. Women, if you're listening, <laughs> compliment the watch that your husband wears. Absolutely. Just even if you recognize the brand, even if you recognize, oh, I like that watch, would you, even if you just say it that much, look at the change in attitude in your husband, in your boyfriend, in your significant other. Whoever it may be. Absolutely. Look at the change in their attitude. Look at the change in their happiness there, ocean. You will realize that you being a part of their hobby yep. makes them happier and makes it easier for them to discuss things. And you're going to have more fun in the bedroom, ladies. I'll just, tell you that. Much. Just that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is a this is a multi-pronged attack. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. No, but I but seriously, I think you know I've seen so many groups in America of so many different scales and sizes, and I've seen so many different kinds of themes of birds. Yeah, but. What was very evident, because usually when you go to events like this, they're mostly set up, the rooms may be different, but the themes are the same, the food is the same, the drinks are the same, but what's different is, do people want to stay? And what I realized when I went to this event, because we had attended the GPHG event a month prior, right? And that was like, whatever, the Oscars of watches. So we were all excited to see all those Yikes. But to see someone like yourself who is doing it on a local level and bringing people from all over the world, that was a joy to see. That was a joy for me to see that so many people not only came, stayed. to a little step forward. After. You know, and I think that has a lot to do with you. You know, that has a lot to do with the way that you organize the event, the way that you... Uh, I don't want to say control the event because that has a, to me, that has a sort of almost uh, an authoritarian yeah. sort of thing. It's more the way you moderate the event. Yeah. It, it's just so impressive because most of the time when you see these events, you always get some assholes who are whatever, disgruntled or, or, or feel like they were wronged or feel like it's not enough. But what I realized to all of these things were... These, this food was secondary. Usually yeah. you go to these events and you're like, I'm going to get fucking trip. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. And a whiskey and after that I'm out. Yeah. You know? These guys, the food was secondary. Yeah. 
the drinks were secondary. That's right. You know, and that says a lot about you and a lot about what you've created. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you very much for those nice words. I mean, I, I wish a lot of people, a lot more people saw it this way. Through this hobby, I've met some of the best people in the world. But as an extension, I've also met some of the worst people in the world. You know, with agendas, with backbiting and judgmental stares at you and whatnot. You will see a force about HMT and the very next force may be about a fat time. So absolutely no discrimination. We appreciate every kind of watches, every kind of brand out there. As long as, and in the end, we, as a joke, we can even appreciate Hublot, provided the buyer or the owner can justify why they bought that watch in the first place. Well, let me tell you one thing. I, uh, so I decided, I just started designing straps okay. in the early 2000s, and to a point where I was doing different colored stitching and piping, and I was using a company called Camille Fournier of Paris, which does paddock straps, and they do... Jaeger straps, and they do all a lot of the big group straps. Right. And, you know, I was doing different linings, rubbers, and I just remember I was in uh, London, and I get a call from the president of Panorama, and he says, If you do any of those crazy straps, I'm going to have to pull the line from. Wow. They were so threatened yeah. by straps and options and choices. And now everybody's done straps. Everybody's in straps, yeah. I got to tell you, I met these guys at your event. Hello. Yeah. And I saw more HMTs than I think I've seen anywhere else. Yeah. But what was amazing was the spirit. Yeah. True. Of those guys. I learned, listen, I said to myself, the day I stop learning is the day I stop doing this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I've been doing it for 30 years. Right. And I learned something from your right. And from someone who is very well versed with this stuff and has been doing it his whole life. It's not that I'm not going to learn, but it's more than... I'm not going to say I'm never going to learn, but it's very rare that I learned something that I'm like, wow. But these guys, your your friend Varun, I think you were telling me, he's the one, he added on his Omega Speedmaster. He said, you got to meet these guys. I met them. Yeah. We communicated. I posted. I took a picture of them. They were like, let's work together maybe in the future about something. That's what your group is all about. That's what this community is all about. I love it. Thank you. Thank you, man. These people bring so much passion into the hobby. And they, whatever they talk about, be it an HMT or a path, they do it with such energy. That that energy should never fade. That should not decrease any time. And they do it on both sides, like on the HMT side and on the path it's side. Absolutely, it's equal. It's equal. Absolutely equal. And that's what I want to keep encouraging. Since we started the group in 2015, we were one of the very first few groups in India. And after this, for today, in 2022, we have over 40 groups in India. Wow. All of them have been, you know, small, smaller groups, let's put it that way, smaller groups, hyper-regional groups, city-based groups. We have focused to be at India-wide, a nationwide group. Wow. We could easily develop chapters in different cities. Yeah. and But then... Sure, Reason Fried is all that I'm for. I, I promote it. I, I'm all for it. But we don't want it to take away the energy of the main nationwide, worldwide group that you've created. This community that you've created. And anybody who wants to talk about a watch, is more than welcome to talk, talk to us. Know about a watch. Anybody who wants to buy a watch is more than welcome to see opinions and, and uh, recommendations from our members. And all the time, 
when 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 we had swooped Facebook, I was a lot into the Seiko phase. I used to force a Seiko and almost 90% of the people would also force a Seiko or something in that similar price range. Eventually when I moved upward, thankfully the community has grown with us. And now when I post one of my backfalls about my products, people also tend to appreciate those things as well. And then they provide content. They provide their own force and watches about in the civilians and everything. Exactly. And this is more than welcome. We want that. We want this is what kickstarts good discussion. Well, this is what engagement is of. Yeah. Right? This is good good discussion, great engagement. And this is what leads to good friendships that are formed. Absolutely. For example, at our recent event when we over 150 people, a good contingent from Bombay came in, all flying together, all having fun together, staying together. Amazing. And they all came into the event as a group. As 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 a subsection of our group who had so much fun in Delhi. And they came in, we had it all of the time together. I wish I could spend more time with everybody. But unfortunately with 150 guests, you know, it was, time is limited. Yeah, my time is limited. I had to greet everybody and suddenly it was just at the time was But I have to say, like considering we were hosting this huge event. Yeah. Um and the turnout was almost almost double of what you had at the previous event. Yeah. I mean, you're very present, but you were also like there, there's got to be, I guess, a level of detachment as well for you. Uh, you have to be engaged and be, it's almost like a juxtaposition, like a paradox. Yeah. You have to be present, but you also have to be detached, detached. right? Yeah. And so you, I, I found that you had that perfect blend where you were seeing these little microcosms of groups yeah. within your own group yeah. that were high-fiving and yeah. hugging and yeah. having a good old time. Yeah. And then, of course, you being the host, you're like the mothership that everybody comes back to, right? Back to you, right? And and I, it was really nice for me to see that because I had honestly only had met Karin once or twice before that. Right. And I was also, I consider myself fortunate. I'd met Karin's wife. I had met his son. And we, even though we spent a very short amount of time together at the event because your time was limited, I felt like in those five minutes, we were able to bond in a way that I don't think I bonded with most people for hours. You know? <laughs> yeah, sure. That, so, that happens, yeah. So I think that, you know, it's got to be like a bittersweet thing for you because it's kind of like a party you never want to end. Right. Right? Absolutely. But at some point it has to because we have lives and jobs and... and you were at the venue for four hours. People left. Even after that, people stayed back for two more hours. That's the official event ended at about... You had it dinner the next night right yes we did yeah yeah so i mean the whole weekend was full of fun we had we had a casual friendly dinner the night before we had about 40 45 people turned up for that as well these all the people who had come from out of town uh, came up because well uh, the local guys that were still meet eventually you know off and on casually i can meet them but the guys who park who whom i interact with online and i don't get to see them i get to see them maybe once a year so it was more fun to spend more time with them on the night before the main event. At night of the main event, I knew it was going to be really hectic for me, really busy for me, because I'm not just the host, but I'm also the organizer of this event. And, and I, the quiz master. I don't forget the quiz. That, that, too, yeah. the quiz. that was amazing. I love that. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, this, the, the, this kind of a quiz. And people, sorry to interrupt, please. People were getting into it. They're like, fuck you. And what, what, what one guy was like, Honda, give me the answer. Give me the answer. <laughs> no. Yeah. So this, the, the, the quiz has been, an, has been the main feature of our annual events all these years. 
This time it was a guy in the United States. How great is that? And the second and third winners were of course live at the, yeah. at the, at the event. So to have that series being broadcast live to 5,000 people and almost all of them willing to take part of all their debit. And so interested. Interested in it. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, the quiz is a big success for us. And thankfully we have good forces to give out good prizes for these events. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, well, that's another thing I was going to ask you about, like, you know, you got arguably the top retailer in India participating with you, yeah. right? Um, have they been a participant since the beginning? So, no, they have not. They came on board only in 2021 for our first event together. Okay. But I had been chasing them for since 2018 when we were planning our first event ever, annual event in Goa. Goa is a, say, it's a party destination for all our guys, right? They, and, and there are very few point of sales for Mwitenwok most of the retailers in India. So it becomes a logistical... Um, nightmare. nightmare. Well, let's call yeah. it. And it is a nightmare. Of all events are nightmares. Yeah. It is a logistical nightmare for most retailers to bring in their vans, bring in the product, bring in the watches to be displayed. So Goa was a more of a fun destination for everybody, 2018, 2019. That's when I got in touch with Ethos Watch Boutiques, a modest sponsorship plan. And they said they're thinking about it. In 2020, they had a greater sponsorship plan, but... 2020 was washed out because of the pandemic and the lockdown. So no events in 2020. When 2021 rolled about, we got back in touch. We started renegotiating terms of the partnership and sponsorship. And uh, consequently, they said, yeah, this is this is worthwhile. This is doable. We can definitely, uh, you know, sponsor your event. So the first event in 2021, that was the first event for Ethos after the pandemic. First event for WUI after the pandemic. And first event for Oris in India. Amazing. So, you know, thanks to them for having the faith in us to pull off this kind of an event. We had, uh, we had a good 100 strong guest list. I think, what, 90, 95 people made it in the end. So it was a good start. And uh, this year, we, we our guest list... You had to turn away people. I have to tell 30 to 40 people not to come because we did not have any more space. So we hosted 150 people this time now. Yes, and the venue was bigger. The, the scale of this event was bigger. And hopefully seeing the response... 2023 could be about we, we could we could host what what people if things were right. Well, I think it's important that you have the right partners, and clearly you did because uh, for those of you who are unaware, Ethos has about 50 stores throughout India. They also make dials for watch companies as well. They're very participant uh, in that, but they have all the independent brands have Rolex, um, and quite honestly, they put on the GPHG event. And when I got to your event, the same in the same yeah. true fashion, Oris was displayed exactly, exactly the same, the same way. Yeah. 
each table was a specific collection, right? Yes. Right, and they had their own people there yes. as well, yes. right? But you didn't. What I liked about it, uh, Carden, was that even though they were your sponsor and their presence was made and Oris's presence was made, it was secondary. Yeah. Which is what these events should be. Should be. So this is what our events have always been. It's about the connector. Yes. Because I yes. only believe without connectors, there can't be an industry. You cannot. Without the buyers, who's going to buy your stuff? Who's going to buy it? Right? Yeah. So the collectors shouldn't be given their due respect and their due... Um, you know, weightage in the in the in the whole scheme of things. Sure, the brands make the the manufacturers make great watches. Sure, the retailers market them and sell them. Sure, but who is buying it? Yeah, that has not that you don't have an industry that has to be affected. You you've been in the industry for 30, 30 plus years, right? You know how these watch events, how the retailers events are done. Yes, right. It's it's about having alcohol, having something before, maybe looking at the watches and going back home. We wanted to create a different event altogether, an extension of our collective meets with a sponsor on board so that we can scale the event up, bring in more people to the to the to such events who can get together, can communicate with people who who they communicate with online. So finally put a face to the name, talk to them about it, and and if there is a sponsor on board, we can we can always broken it like like, I didn't know, to be honest, how long I was going to stay. I, and I had somewhere I also had to be. But I ended up going for an hour. Uh, I, I ended up going with the intention of going for an hour, and I stayed four hours. Yeah, problem, yeah. I was like, <laughs> And actually, at these events, the time simply flies. We never realize how bad the time went. I, my regret is that I could not spend much time with anybody. Maybe a, maybe a, you know, a word of compliment for, for their connection, for their watches, and that's all I was bad. Because there were so many guests I had to attend to. And you had press there, I mean. And yes, of course. You know, had people from Watch Watch Time India, they yeah. were there. We had independent bloggers and influencers as well. So, yeah, I mean, you were there. I mean, I count you as an influencer of the industry. No, no, I'd say no. you as one of the, you know, uh, people who drive interest in, in the hobby. Thank you. Know, and that's very important to you. I want more people not just as members, but also as attendees at our events, who who bring in people, bring in more people into the fort. Just forget about growing the group. Yeah. It's about the community that we build together. Absolutely. And we enjoy the hobbies for this community. One million, listen, like, you can go to an event any day. Yeah. But what makes that event special? Why should you stay there? Yeah. Why should you, why, why should you talk to the first next, right? Right? And what I found was like, I mean, it was it was also, I've got to say, and this is all kudos to you, that it was very well organized in the sense that you also had, despite the fact that every guy had his watches out, you had security, yeah. but you never felt like shit, I'm being watched, yeah. and you knew they were there. Oh yeah, absolutely. And for, for this kind of event, of an event, not just the sponsor has security and insurance on their watches, but we make sure that the venue staff have extra security personnel have extra cameras switched on and and focus trained on us all the time. And nobody can walk out with any of your watches without being noticed, without getting caught. And in the end, it's not just about the the watches that are on display, it's also about the guest list that we curate. Absolutely. Half of the people that I turned away were first timers who I didn't know, who had never been to any of our events in the past, who were not that active on social media or on our, on our communities or our groups. So they will obviously never be given that much weightage and importance 
as our active member. As an active member. Yeah, if, if one of our four members says, you know what, I want to make it, and it's last minute, I want to damn well make space for him over a guy who never participates. Well, that brings me to this question, with, which, which is great, by the way, that you do that. Um, have you ever had any issues with, with people coming to your events where you've had to turn away? Yes, honestly, uh, well, see, uh, you can't please everybody, right. right? So there will be people, there will be instances where somebody will take offense to your uh, well-meaning well -meaning conversation, well-meaning refusal. You you don't want to turn them away, but you have to. And same like you have no choice. You have no choice. I mean, for, for this time, one Christie was a cat, absolute cat. I, I had to turn away, like I said, 30 to 40 people, I had to turn away. Maybe next year, let me, if we can scale it up to 200, those guys are more than welcome. And I, and I hope that when 200 cap is met, I'll still be able to turn away 30 to 40 people. That is a mark of a good scale up, right? I think so. And I, think and I don't want to turn it away. It's just that, it's just that, it's, it's how things are. There's, there's only so many people you can account to. But I mean, like, when I say turn away, I mean, people will come to your event that may not understand the guidelines of, of just that has happened in the past. So let me tell you something. So we put before the uh, before the actual event, we put out a uh, group-wide notice and a, and a message that you know you have to be careful with people's watches because you're handling somebody else's watches. You have to be really careful. In the past, there was a very nice uh, uh, oversized pocket watch that somebody found in a flea market. Vintage watch, pocket watch. Obviously, the mechanism is not as robust as you would expect it to be. Somebody came in overwhelmed that watch and broke the spring inside. And where is the medicine guy going to get service? He can't. He can't, right? And at such an event, there's no Maybe he could have been, he could have, the other guy could have been caught. He wasn't caught because that, and that was a smaller event, only 30 people were there. A jet that guy was not caught or broke the spring because how many, how many people can you go out and ask him, hey, break it? Did you break it? You can't do that. So things have happened like that. There was another incident where somebody dropped one of the uh, Audemars, Royal Oaks, Somebody had brought in the Royal Oak. This guy was looking at it and he dropped it on the table. Actually, it was not too big of a fall. And there were no marks, thankfully. Thank Lord, yeah. Otherwise, you know, in that scenario... Well, what would happen? Would that be on we you? Tell the, no, would that we, be we tell the guy who made the error to fix it. He, he made the error, he's one of I noticed, yeah, even on the WhatsApp group. Hey guys, be careful. Be careful. When you're handling other people's watches. If somebody else you break it, you buy it. Yeah, or you break it, you repair it or you fund it, yeah. Absolutely. And thankfully, people listen to these things. That's great. Because, you know, in the end, uh, do unto, unto others as you would like to do unto yourself. So, so it's, it's some symptoms, something like that. You treat your watches with respect. Therefore, you treat other people's watches with respect. million percent. If you can do that, you're set for the event. Yeah. And I'm sure, barring a freak accident, nothing, nothing untoward is going to happen. And these two are the only two incidents I've written telling you, because these are the only two incidents that I've ever seen wow. in eight years of our events. That's amazing. Over 30 more events we've done, and these are, these are the only two incidents. That now, I've what done. about in terms of like, you know, I mean, you go to Goa or you go to any other destination, and you've got Alpha all at these yeah. events, you know, does it ever worry you that you're going to have people acting out or misbehaving, not in the sense that they would go, go out to misbehave, Right. right. It just but, happened, right? It may happen. It can happen. Thankfully, it's never happened. Thank God. Thank God for that. There's another factor that goes into this community. It's called trust. If without trust, without trusting others to behave themselves, 
how can you trust yourself, right? And it's it's human nature. If we see someone, even one person in a gathering, misbehave it, I can guarantee you there'll be five more people who will be who would be encouraged to misbehave. Thankfully, thankfully, the community is so good. People are so nice and well behaved that there is a level of uh, respect. Respect, not just respect. There's also a level of trust and basic manners that people follow. Decorum, court is absolutely. If, if, and that's what happens. I've never had to tell somebody to get out of the event or for misbehavior, drinking too much. And another good thing, like you mentioned, alcohol. Actually, people know to keep their drinks away from the other watches, right? They will always make sure to keep coaster or a, or a, a napkin under, under the drink so that it doesn't spread, doesn't fall. Listen, at the end of the day, the guys that are at these events that have these watches, yes. Are playing in a big, big. Oh yeah, absolutely. They're playing with doctors and lawyers, yeah. the, the top people of yeah. industry, right? So it's not their first party or their first event, absolutely, right? Absolutely. But obviously, when you have boys and their toys, <laughs> right? Things can get out of hand. Yes, thankfully it's never happened with us. Thank God. And well, there's always a first time. So it, even even in the eventuality that it does happen, I think I can trust our attendees and members in the community, guys to not take too far and to behave themselves. I think that's definitely going to be one of our core tenets. It is. It always will be. Yes. I think that's, and it's not just for us, for the watch enthusiasts in India. I think any other watch week that you go to anywhere in the world, you will find people will behave. Yeah, yeah. In general. Absolutely. Listen, I have, I, have, I have clients of mine who are part of watch groups that have Paddocks and Richard Meals and all these nice brands. And they're like, oh man, like, I, I met this guy once on a computer. Now I'm in London and we're having dinner together yeah, exactly. at an event. Right. It's like, right. great. I love when I hear stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Now, when you do these events, obviously, uh, in different locations, um, that gets a little complicated, right? Yeah. Organism, I think you, I don't know where you, I think you did an event in Vietnam, you said. We did. And you have one of your moderators there. Right. One of our moderators is, uh, he originally from Delhi, but he's living in Vietnam right now. So, because he was a man on the ground, things were a lot easier for us to organize. And uh, that was our first international event from India. Wow. 16 people from India traveled to that event. But from India as well as other places for Southeast Asia. And 16 of us, they were thankfully, that he, he's made local friends as well in Vietnam who are watch collectors. So we had a 27 strong attending list, guest list at that event. 227 wow. people, including women in Vietnam, is honestly, I did. Yeah, I'm not bragging about it, but it's a it, it, it's an achievement that we've accomplished something. We've taken watch enthusiasts in the global. Next year, we're banned for Jakarta. So and 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 hopefully this can become a regarding annual, what international event, maybe even two international events in the year can become a part of our uh, of our of our curriculum of our routine in the year. You know, we we can do that. Now I know at this moment you know. Uh, you don't let, let's say, charge your members because uh, I don't think you want it to be about, you want to be inclusive and yeah. you want people to participate and have a good time. And obviously they take care of whatever, right. like if you have a dinner, they, they, they take care of that. But would you ever, do you think in the, in the future of Lament, like saying, okay, uh, you know, you have to pay our dues every year, but this, these dues go to, we're going to do five events and they go to the side. Hey, we're gonna go to we're gonna go here to this location. By you doing right. this, you're gonna be able to not only attend, but your flight will be taken care of, whatever it is. 
do you can you see that sort of structure ever happening or is it is it kind of like if it ain't broken don't fix it and it's working just fine the way it is honestly it's a bit of both it's not as if we have not considered uh, a membership of sorts a membership fees of fee of sorts but in the end it doesn't solve it a membership fee cannot be too high to to discourage members it cannot be too low to to have no purpose if it's too low it won't find anything in the future if it's too high then only it you basically tend to limit yourselves only to a certain section of people we are not about that if you can behave yourself on my group and enjoy watches that's all i want so it, another phenomenon that has come up in the recent couple of years are collective groups made by the brands themselves like the gs9 club or grand seiko the oris watch i don't know what are they called oris group watch group i don't know what it's called but oris is trying to also start watch to after their their own within their own buyer base customer base one chapter is already underway in the united states but they've tried to do it here but we are already a big part of a watch enthusiast in india so they couldn't make and they here I don't, I don't know where they are planning it. So, brands have also started making their group. Even in those groups, you'll see that there are no, not much criteria for entry. As long as maybe you're a customer, as long as you're a watch connector, you can get entry into this group. Okay. Because membership at the beginning, a, a due at the beginning, kind of spoils a benefit. And in the end, everybody's paying their due by buying those watches, spending money onto those. Uh, or to share it to those experiences. Exactly. And in the end, the speed, the speed is sharing the fun that we have together in the hobby is uh, is due enough. It's paramount. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's, it's good that you have that attitude and you can make it work. Yeah. You know, because I don't know too many people can. But winding down, uh, Karin, uh, where, like, where do you want to take this group? What is your, you know, your goal, let's say in five years, where do you see this group growing? And, or how do you see this group growing? And do you see it being, uh, you know, in about a month, do you see it being a bi-monthly sort of thing? Um, and do you see, uh, you know, more sponsors coming on board, like more watch companies? Have you had more interest in watch companies coming to you? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, so um, I think being the most important, the largest and the fastest growing watch collective group in India has its books. Obviously, when I started the group, I never envisioned we'd end up here or we are going to get here and where we're going to go from here. We can't, I, can't, I really can't say anymore because so many opportunities have come our way. Brands like Transeco, Bulgari, they have expressed interest and they have already done events with us in the past. They're obviously our main sponsor for our annual gala right now is Boris and associated with Ito's Watt Boutiques. And uh, we are also looking to scale up to... Uh, a monthly event in different cities of the country so that we can bring more connectors together give the group and the community more exposure see uh, uh, in 2016 when uh, the monetization happened in India a lot of the buyers on cash basis were removed from the scene right only those who can still go investment businesses would be at work with in legitimate practices have been able to sustain the hobby in the, by themselves. Right. So, prior to that, prior to 2016, 2017, and all those people would not show their watches, would not display their watches, they would not talk about their watches because of fear of being prosecuted or So, So, uh, consequently, because of the good rules by the government, 
a lot more people who are out in the hobby now, they're not afraid to buy whatever they want, to show whatever they have, because they're not afraid of getting, you know, harassed by the income tax departments or the revenue departments or, or customs departments. You know, so they're more confident in, in themselves. There's more freedom. More freedom. Yeah. They feel we're more free to do what we want to do without getting, without being afraid of it. So this includes people who are buying HMTs. This includes people who are buying global forces. And they're more than happy to come and share the fashion with us, share those watches with us. That's great. This is what I see it going, getting better in the future as well. A lot more people had time and during the pandemic to get on board with hobbies, rekindle their fashion for these hobbies, start buying, start learning, discussing with us. For example, in, in, like I told in 2017, when we moved on to Facebook, we had about, what, 80, 90, 100 members? We met, we reached 2,000 members in July of 2020. And end of 2022, we have come into 5,000. So you can see the exponential growth that has happened. A lot more people have time on their hands to invest time with these hobbies. But, but you know what it is too, Karn? It's word of mouth. It is. Yeah, that's the men. These guys that, you know, are newbies. Yeah. We know nothing. Yeah. They want to feel like they're a part of something. Because yeah. the thing is, the pandemic stripped us of that, right? Yep, absolutely. We were now no, no longer a part of society. Yeah. We we're stuck at all. But to give it a human connection. And this, I think, this is the antithesis of what your cool is, is the human connection. Yeah. Because it's all that first time. Yeah. Yeah. It's being taken away day by day in different facets of our life. Yeah. And this is one of the truest forms of connecting with, with yeah. people directly. Yeah. And one of the most fun. Yeah. Right? Sure. And uh, I commend you for what you've done. Thank you. And I want to commend you on the Vashon you're wearing, as <laughs> well as the Jishti. You're wearing a Kasu or Jishti? G-Shop you got to see this, guys. It's fucking awesome. I wear two watches daily for the record because... i got to get a wrist shot. Yeah, absolutely. With a big connection. How does one give adequate time to only watch? You can't possibly do that. Guys, I strongly urge you, if you're listening, to... Check out Watch Enthusiasts of India. Uh, send Karn a message. Yeah, right. So look me up on Facebook or Instagram. I'm always available for a watch chat, and I'm more than happy to welcome you on board Watch Enthusiasts. Thank you, Karn. What can you give people your IG handle? Yeah, so that's it's at the Karan Madan. D H E K R A N M A D A N. You heard it from the horse's mouth. Thank you so much, Karn, and I look forward to the next event. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks a lot, brother. Brother. <laughs>